Hello, hello, hello. Good day and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashatino. And boy, oh boy, what a kerfuffle we have here. The United States of America is facing one of the gravest legal conundrums of, I, I, I would almost want to say the last hundred years, maybe a little more, um, but it depends on, on how you value certain uh, landmark Supreme Court cases. Certainly, um, there has been really nothing this, um, this pressing since uh, Roe versus Wade in 73, and you can even go further back, which we will, to Brown versus Board of Education of Topeka, Kansas, in, uh, uh, it was 53, I believe, 53 or 54, I think 53. In any case, um, if you've been paying any attention to the news in the United States at all, uh, you will be well aware that a memo was leaked that the Supreme Court of the United States of America, which, by the way, has a 6-3 to three majority of conservatives intends to overturn Roe versus Wade, which is the Supreme Court decision in 1973 that guaranteed women the right to an abortion across the entire country, not just per state. Before that, it was up to the states. So a state could say, yes, I'm going to. No, I'm not. But after that, the states did not have legal standing to ban abortion. Though over the last 20 years or so, they have taken steps to chip away at it. For example, doing things like saying, well, you know, we're going to try and limit the, we're going to try and pass a law that says they can't have it after, women can't uh, have an abortion after a certain date. Or we're going to try and do things like cut funding for Planned Parenthood in our state. Or we're going to do things like say, oh, sure, um, you can have uh, abortions provided but the doctors at the clinic have to also um, have residency at one of the local hospitals. And, oh, geez, oh, man, I'm so sorry. None of them are able to get residencies at the local hospitals. That's too bad, isn't it? Um, but this would completely, this would overturn essentially 50 years of precedence in the courts. Uh, and it's... I'm going to go into this in a little more detail for those of you who may not be as familiar, especially if you're not from the United States or if you're from the United States and just haven't, haven't really been reading deeper into this. Um, it is one of the most significant events of, if you're, if you're under 50, it's one of the most significant events of your lifetime, okay? Um, I can say that with all honesty. Uh, it will return the right to ban abortion to the states. Uh, but furthermore, it opens the door. And see, this is, this is the law. It opens the door towards a bunch of other cases that have been decided. For example, it opens the door towards overturning Griswold versus Connecticut, which guaranteed people the right to 
uh, purchase contraception. There are already a couple of states that are talking about banning contraception. Louisiana has said that use of an IUD, an intrauterine device, which is a major form of contraception, uh, would be considered possibly homicide. Um, it has also uh, allegations for uh, Ogrefell, which is the um, case that allowed for same-sex marriage. That can be overturned. And even going so far back as to overturn Loving versus Virginia, which was the case that decided that interracial marriages were legal. They were, they were okay. I mean, and, and before you say, oh, well, you know, Anthony, for crying out loud, they're not going to go this far. No one's going to overturn interracial marriage. Um, I would like to remind you of one of my favorite quotes of all time, and, and that is that the road to fascism is lined with people telling you to stop overreacting. Okay? Um, as an historian, I have a unique perspective on this. And I do often bring up Hitler and the Nazis because, for me, they are the um, example of fascism par excellence of our time. Uh, not the only fascists, but I think the ones that really, you, you can study them. You can study them and see, aha, this is where it's going. The Nazis did not start out by talking about throwing Jews into gas chambers. That didn't come until much later. They started out with smaller things like, hey, you know, we've got all of these invalids, people with autism, uh, people with Down syndrome, people who are paraplegic. They're costing us so much money. Isn't it better for us to just euthanize them and then spend that money for, the you know, healthy Germans? I mean, isn't that just better for them? Uh, that was Action T4. It failed. It failed because the German people were not ready for it. And the Nazis learned from that. They were like, okay, so this is, this is not going to work right now, but we'll work on this. We'll work on it. And work on it, they did. And again, it started with things like stripping Jews of citizenship. And then that was one step. And people were like, ah, we're not happy about that, but whatever, it's Germany. They can do what they want. And then it began to move down the road slowly but surely to, all right, well, now we're going to force Jews into ghettos, okay? And then it became, okay, well, we're going to liquidate the ghettos, uh, and I use that term in both the, uh, the the meaning which a lot of people think it means and also just the removing them from the ghettos. And it just it just kept on going. And the end result was it, it, it ended in the gas chambers, okay? That's where the end was. Um, so with the United States right now, this talk, I mean, there's talk in Texas. And by the way, if you're from Texas, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. OK. But your state has gone absolutely bat you know what insane right now. Um, <clears throat> there's talk about reversing Brown versus Board of Education, which was the ruling in the 1950s, which overturned the 1890s ruling of Plessy versus Ferguson. Um, which was a Louisiana case where um, a man, Plessy, who was... And it's amazing that people come up with... I did not know this before I started studying 
you know, Supreme Court decisions. In the South, they have terms for people. <coughs> and the term for someone, Plessy was one-eighth black. And there's an actual term for that. <coughs> Sorry. It's called an octoroon. Octa, one-eighth black. Uh, and the courts decided that he did not have equal rights to white people and that the states could have segregation as long as it was equal. So, for example, you could have a black school and a white school as long as the black school was given the same stuff as the white school. Now, this never happened ever, ever, never, ever, ever, never, never, ever, okay? But the myth was there and the ruling was there, okay? And there was just no way it was really enforceable uh, to to force them to do it because there just weren't the number of people to be able to go out. I mean, who's going out to all of these rural areas in, in the South and investigating the schools? And then who's going to do anything about it, okay? Really, who's going to do anything about it? The states had all the power in this case. Um, there's talk, uh, the governor of Texas talked about stopping undocumented children from attending Texas public schools. Now, here's where I teach, and I've taught this in my classes. Here's where I teach why this is just an absolute, um, it, it's, it's such a slippery slope. Okay, so you appeal to people and say, well, listen, you pay taxes, right? You're an American citizen. Why should you be paying for people who have illegally crossed the border and brought their children why, indeed, right? Now, the issue is, though, that how do you prove someone's undocumented? Well, you need to ask them for documentation. Now, if your name is Billy Joe Bob, that's kind of my go-to name, the odds are you're not going to be asked to prove if you are an undocumented immigrant. But if your name is Juan Hernandez, you might well be asked. And now here's the thing. It's like, okay, well, you know, you have to show ID, you have to show this and that. But now you're running the risk of, okay, so we're going to ask Juan if he has documentation. Now Juan doesn't. So now all of a sudden we call ICE on Juan's parents because if Juan is not documented – it stands to reason his parents are also not documented. And now, it, even if you pull Juan out of school, let's say you're Juan's parents and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to pull Juan out of school because I don't have to deal with this. Oh, so you pulled him out of school. Why did you pull him out of school? It must be because you're undocumented and you don't want us to find out. See, this is where now all of a sudden you start rounding up immigrants. And then it becomes a case of even those who are documented, who are here legally, it becomes a case of, well, you know what, prove that you're here legally. Show us the long-form birth certificate. You remember that one, don't you? As some of you do that are listening to this. Um, it is just opening the door towards complete and total discrimination against anyone who is not white in some of these states. And that's how you beat a, demo a demographic decline is you just start either deporting people or um, 
making it impossible for them to vote or do anything, making them live in a state of fear all the time. Um, as for the other laws that it, that that are going into, I mean, uh, some states have said uh, they would authorize the citizens. I mean, Texas has already done this, but now it's becoming a case of if you leave the state to go and seek an abortion, you can be charged when you come back in. Louisiana has talked about charging women with murder for getting an abortion. So what does that mean? Does that mean that if you go in, you talk to, if you think you might be pregnant, you go talk to an OBGYN and they say, yes, actually you are pregnant. They might have to report that to the state because the state could be like, well, if you didn't report it to us, so we couldn't stop that person from leaving the state to have an abortion, you're an accessory. Here's your $10,000 fine. Okay. You're creating a situation where uh, citizens and anyone else is are being encouraged to rat each other out under penalty of being arrested, under penalty of having ruinous uh, financial punishments. And there, there aren't any provisions safeguarding from rape or incest in some of these cases. So in, in a case uh, in, in Texas, it is completely feasible that an individual could rape a woman and then if the woman went to get an abortion, could bring charges, could bring citizens charges and collect $10,000 from her. I mean, this is, this is outrageous in 2022. It would be outrageous 50 years ago. But in the Western world, this is just absolutely ludicrous. There is no uh, reason. But again, this is the thing about fascism. And those of you who are younger, I encourage you to take notes. Okay, Fascism is not just about getting to do what you want to do. Okay, If that were the case, all these states would be like, well, now we can ban abortion. We're happy. Done. There's talk about creating a federal ban on abortion, which would apply across the entire country. And both Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, when asked about it, said they refused to say this was not the thing. And in fact, I believe it was Graham, and I apologize if it was not. I think it was him, and, and if I find out it wasn't, I will issue the appropriate apologies. But Graham said that he thinks that that's probably on the books in the future. Not right now, but that's down the line. So you're dealing with a case of it's not just enough that we can ban abortion. We want you to have to ban abortion as well. And we want to punish women. I mean, Texas talked about extraditing people. Extraditing people under under what? Where in the Constitution does it give you that power? Yeah, you're going to come to New Jersey? Yeah, okay, good luck with that one. All right? Um, you're going to send, what, Texas Rangers to New Jersey to drag those of us who help women you know, maintain bodily integrity. You're going to send Texas Rangers to what? To, to come and arrest us and bring us back to Texas? New Jersey will never tolerate that kind of stuff, and neither will most of the other states. Okay? It's only your Looney Tune states. Are you going to force women not to be able to travel outside of the state if they're pregnant? They can't leave? 
if they leave and they're pregnant, another issue is miscarriages. Miscarriages are being punished. So what happens if a woman goes out and says, listen, I had a miscarriage. She leaves the state and says, I had a miscarriage. How do you prove she didn't? How do you prove she didn't? Are you going to charge her? Are you going to charge her with murder? Throw her in jail? I mean, that's good. That's that's sensible. That's sane. You know, and the, the thing is, as I've said before, and I will say it again, okay? And this is where um, I have to be brutally honest. None of this is about being pro-life. None of it is. If it were about being pro-life, these states would immediately also be enacting legislation to provide for neonatal health care, to provide for women to get access to any medical um, medical uh, procedures they need to ensure the viability of the baby once it's born. These states would be creating uh, all sorts of programs that would ensure that children grew up without having to go hungry, uh, that newborn mothers would get time off of work, paid time off of work, in order to take care of the baby, okay? Um, none of them are. Universal health care. None of them are, okay? None of them are. All of these things I've just mentioned, not one state is applying any of these things, or implementing, rather. What it is really about is about two things. I used to only say one thing. I'm now I'm coming down to two things here. Number one, all of these laws are designed to punish women for being sexually active outside of a marriage. Very simple. If you are sexually active outside of a marriage, you should suffer for it. Whether it's because you can't get any kind of birth control, you, you can't get anything that prevents STDs, so you can catch that. You can get pregnant and have to carry a baby to term. Baby, I say baby. See, this is how easy it is to be co-opted by them. It's not a baby. It's it's a it's a bunch of cells for a long time, and then it, you know it's it's an embryo. It's a fetus. Um, but the bottom line is, it's still part of a mother's body. Okay. Um, so, um, and even mother is a is a term that you know can be misleading. It's a woman's body, and a woman has a right to determine what goes on in her body. Uh, but it's also about control over women, okay? Uh, all of this is designed also to ensure that women are denied bodily integrity, that they are relegated to second-class citizens, okay? Uh, there have been some fringe voices that have suggested that we get rid of the 19th Amendment, which guaranteed women the right to vote. I mean, this is absolutely ludicrous, but it's being talked about. And why it's being talked about is because um, the Supreme Court is now in the hands of people. Which, by the way, um, now I am not a lawyer. I'm going to make that very clear. Okay? I'm going to make that very clear. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not pretending to be a lawyer. But I do know about the law quite a bit. I, I used to coach mock trial. Um, I have several friends who are lawyers whom I talk to regularly about issues of the law. 
I I know the Constitution fairly well. Um, you know, I've probably watched all 435 episodes of Law and Order. Okay. Um, but three nominees to the Supreme Court all testified under oath that Roe versus Wade was established law. Okay. They lied. They lied under oath. They're voting to repeal it. When you lie under oath, that's called perjury. Okay. And there are serious penalties for perjury because our entire judicial system is rests on the fundamental belief that the people who are testifying have to tell the truth. You you have to tell the truth, otherwise you know, it, it just becomes a case of well, how can we trust anything that anyone says if they can lie? So the penalties for perjury have always been very significant. And and the rightly, okay? They should be. Because if you lie under oath, we can't have a fair, uh, equitable trial. So these three people voted yes. that it's, it's established law. And now they're voting to overturn it. And Samuel Alito, okay, um, he's going back. He, he wants to roll things back even further. He views Roe versus Wade, which, by the way, was a 7-2 to two decision. He views it as, an, you know, this kind of egregious mistake in the courts. Um, you know, it, it's not... You keep complaining about activist judges on the side of the Democrats, but here we have judges that are determining that laws that have been enshrined by certain states are now no longer valid. They're no longer viable. Why? Um, so... It's going to be very interesting, and like I said, um, you know, it's not going to stop here. Mark my words, it will not stop here, okay? It's not going to. Um, the conservative party in America right now realizes that they have this unique window. Um, there's every possibility, because people are stupid, that um, the Senate and the House might return to... Uh, Republican hands in the coming November elections because reasons. I mean, you know, apparently Biden is responsible for gas prices and inflation and uh, you know all this other stuff. And then there's a decent chance that you might have a Republican president in 2024 because the voter, um, <coughs> sorry, the voter. Suppression acts that have been passed by multiple states um, are are going to work quite well. I hate to say it, um, but there's every possibility that you know you'll have that if that happens. Um, and I've said this before: I don't expect any more um, legitimate elections in our lifetime. Um, I don't really know that they will have more elections. I think they might, but it will be so radically tilted in one direction, um, you know, that it will be a case of, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a registered socialist. Um, I don't know that my votes will, will be counted. I mean, probably in New Jersey, since I'm in New Jersey, uh, they will be. But if you live anywhere else, if you live in Texas and you're a Democrat, for example, you live in Florida and you're a Democrat, there's every possibility your votes won't be uh counted. 
Um, and Governor DeSantis in Florida already has the Election Integrity Police Force or whatever it's called. Um, and they're going to be out there at the polls uh, basically intimidating and challenging people. Um, this is this is not what America is about. This is not what America needs to be. And we're certainly not sending a, a good message to our allies all over the world. We see this creeping authoritarianism around the world. I mean, the Philippines, God bless you in the Philippines. Uh, you just elected the son of the dictator that you threw out in the 80s. And as his, uh, you know, next in charge, the daughter of the guy who was, has been a virtual dictator for the last several years, Dorothy. But Marcos, I mean, you had a revolution about this guy. Um, and now you're like, okay. And it would be one thing if his son was like, oh, you know, I, my father made some terrible mistakes, but I won't. I'm, you know, I'm for the Filipino people. No, he's basically like, my father was a great guy, and that's going to be that. Let me tell you something. You won't get another, you won't get another fair and legitimate election uh, probably for the next 10 to 20 years. That's just my thoughts about it. I mean, you've got a, a lot of countries sliding towards it. I mean, in France, fortunately, uh, vive la France. They uh, kept uh, Le Pen out of power. But the fact that she was even in the running, the fact that she was even in the running is kind of disgraceful. Um, you know, you, you've got other countries where you've got Hungary with Orban, you know, he's he's siding with Putin. He's, he's a big shot over there. Um, you know, I mean, the Tories in, in England are going uh, the way of the dodo uh, at this point right now, um, in no small part because Boris Johnson is one of the worst leaders. I mean... I'm not, I don't, I don't view the Tories as, you know, this kind of right-wing authoritarian force, uh, but <laughs> Boris Johnson is just, I mean, come on, he's a clown, okay? I liked him when he appeared on Top Gear, and that's where he should have stayed. He was mayor of London at one point. I don't even know if that was legit, but I mean, he, he's just, it's, it's, it's silly. He's a, a, a silly man. Uh, you know, and, and of course you've got, you know, the Russian invasion, of Ukraine, and I really do think if the conservatives take power again in America, there will be a complete and total stopping of sending supplies to Ukraine. Um, they will be fine with Russia taking over. I'll be honest with you, even if the United States stops sending supplies to Ukraine, I, I think Ukraine will, will drag this one out for years. Um, Russia is just in shambles right now, and, um, you know, the, the, the rumor is that Putin's dying of cancer, um, you know, I uh, I'm reminded of The Godfather Two, where Tom Hagen says, you know, uh, Hyman Roth, you know, he's got six months left to live, and Michael says he's been dying of the same heart problem for the last twenty years. Um, I'm a big, much like when I talk about soccer, to make things a little lighter, of soccer to you Americans, football to everyone else. Whenever someone's like, "Oh, did you hear this person's getting, you know, bought by this team?" and I say, I always say. I will believe it when I say when I see the player posing with the jersey of the team that he's signing with. So until I see that, 
I don't believe anything. It's like, oh, this is a done deal. Do you know how many done deals I've heard of in my life that ended up being like, oh, at the last minute there was a kerfuffle and, you know, this and that. Uh, no, I don't believe it. So my thing is it's the same. I'm like, you know, um, I, I, I am skeptical. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that that's a good thing. I think being skeptical is a very good thing in life because it prevents you from diving head forward. We all want to believe what we want to believe, okay? I mean, Caesar, you know, men will gladly believe that which they wish for. We all want to believe things. We want to dive in head first. But you need to keep yourself reserved. You need to look at things and be like, is this really going to happen or what's going to be the case? Um, and, you know, like I said, in, in the United States and in a lot of other countries, um, the slide towards authoritarianism uh, is real. It is real. I mean, and, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of elections. Um, I really don't. I would like to be very, very pleasantly surprised. Um, but, you know, I'm also a realist. And uh, I, I see that a lot of people want certain things to happen in this country. Um, and unfortunately, these things are not good for the country. I mean, we are all supposed to be together. You know, there's 50 stars on a blue field. Uh, but it just doesn't feel like that at this point. It really doesn't, sadly. It feels like you've got a lot of states that are just doing things to kind of stick it to other states. And I, I don't like that. I don't. Um, I wish it was different. And again, I, 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 don't, I don't hate people that live in other states. I don't. There are really good people in states like Mississippi and Alabama and Texas and Florida. Um, there are wonderful people down there in those states. Unfortunately, they're, they are being co-opted by, their voices are being drowned out by uh, some of the crazies. And these crazies are not a majority. That's the thing. The Nazis were never a majority. You know, people keep forgetting that, and I have to keep reminding them about that. The Nazis never won a majority of votes in their elections, okay? So it wasn't like they were this, you know, the, all of a sudden, you know, people are like, well, the Germans voted the Nazis in. No, not all of them. A lot of Germans were not fans of the Nazis. I mean, of course, after the Nazis took power and are like, hey, anyone says anything against us, we're sending them to a concentration camp. A lot of people shut up because they were like, look, let's let's get through this thing here. Um, but that's, you know, the Bolsheviks as well, you know, which is another, I mean, maybe fascist is not <laughs> the right word, but authoritarian dictatorship, the fascists, uh, you know, in Germany, the Bolsheviks, the Bolsheviks means the minority, the, the majority, I'm sorry. They were actually the minority. And Lenin picked the name Bolsheviks to kind of pull, to hoodwink people into thinking that they were the majority rule. They weren't. They were never the majority. But once they got in power, once the communists took power in Russia under the Bolsheviks, um, they basically killed enough people that other people were like, oh, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And that's the problem. We're at a point right now in America where we still can speak our mind and we still can speak, as Solzhenitsyn would say, truth to power. Uh, you know, truth to power. We have to do that. We have to speak out and say, listen, 
This is not about conservative or, or liberal or whatever. It's about the opposition to these forces that are trying to sink democracy, that are trying to, you know, usurp the state, uh, you know, and that are trying to override sections of the Constitution, like the Interstate Commerce Clause. I mean, good luck trying to do that, buddies. The Supremacy Clause is still alive and well. But that's what we need to do. And so I implore those of you, those of you who are in these states, I mean, I'm in New Jersey, so I, I would like to say I'm not really worried because New Jersey's not going to change. But I am worried because, you know, I, I have love for those of you who are not in New Jersey, okay, that are in these states where you view yourself as being potentially targeted. You know, you're, you're a, a, a young uh, you're a youth who's trans and you're being targeted by the state. You're being told that you're, you know, a disgusting individual. I feel for you and I want you to know that I love you and that I support you, okay? You're gay in another state. I love you and I support you, okay? Um, we cannot let these forces of, of hate and of control which is really what it comes down to. We cannot let them win because they are trying, they view this as a zero-sum game. You know, I rem, I'm reminded, and I'll, I'll leave you on this, in 2000, those of you, again, who are old enough to remember that, in 2000 with the Gore-Bush election, um, the saying was that Democrats play by the rules, Republicans play to win. And that was absolutely true. Okay, it was absolutely true. And that's not a knock on Republicans. Look, that's almost more of a knock on Democrats where it's like, dude, you either play to win or you don't. Okay? <laughs> you're not going to play to win. What are you doing in the game? Okay? Because the point of the game was to win. The Republicans did. All right? Um, so my thing here is that you have to recognize that all of the things which I've said before could possibly come to pass. Um, and in the meantime, we have this small window with which to fight it off. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of that. Go after it. And if you need any advice on things or you need counsel on things, email me, send something through Anchor, you know, go, go on to my Instagram uh, after school history at Antonius Optimus Latin uh, and, and let me know and I will happily help you out with these things. I am there for you. I am your servant in these dark days. But, you know, just like the Lord of the Rings, the dark days do eventually end. In any case, I wish all of you a happy, healthy and safe uh, rest of your evening and the rest of this week. And we will talk again soon, my dear friends and followers. Bye-bye.